Hello, all you beautiful beings, and welcome to the show. I'm Lane Smith-Brown, and this is episode number two of the Unleash Your Life podcast. And today we're going to have a conversation about the power leak of worry, because it seems to be a topic that is quite relevant to a lot of people right now. If it doesn't speak to you, it may speak to someone you love, and then you can pass it on. This is the Unleash Your Life podcast, where you're going to learn what your power leaks are, and more importantly, how to plug them. I'm your host, Lane Smith-Brown. I'm a best-selling author and the founder and coach over at lanesmithbrown.com. And over the last 20 years, I've been guiding people back to their truest selves. You see, most of us are caught in our stories, so we stay trapped. I call those stories power leaks. And when we understand how those power leaks are playing out in our life, we can make a choice to step back into our power. If you're interested in learning more, you can pop over to lanesmithbrown.com. But for now, kick back with a cup of coffee, a glass of wine, or a bag of Doritos, and let's talk about getting what's in the way out of the way through the lens of simple, practical, and easy-to-understand tools and insights that will make a powerful impact on your life starting today. I trust you'll stick around because I'd certainly love the company. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. I'm going to go deep on one of our very first shows here, because I suspect that this is a topic that will resonate with a whole bunch of you. So let's dig in and have some fun with uncovering how staying in an energy of worry only serves to drain your authentic power. If you're able to stay to the end, I'm giving away a free resource that will be really helpful in regards to letting go of your worry, your fear, or just about any other power leak that you're dealing with. So just keep that in your back pocket for now, and I'll tell you more about it at the end. All right. Just to set the stage a bit, this whole idea of personal development is something that I have been fascinated by for a really long time. I've been digging into what makes me, me, since my late 20s, and I'm still unlearning all sorts of things. I'm saying this because we're going to be discussing something that might seem overwhelming to some of you. But the truth of the matter is, we never really complete our learning. There's always something more to discover about ourselves. There's always more things to learn because old beliefs and behaviors we thought were gone can pop up in other areas of our lives and in the most peculiar of ways. It's all part of the journey. This is simply how the work of unlearning transpires. So if anything we discuss here seems overwhelming in some way, try to get yourself back into a place of understanding that you've been gifted with a bit more information and that information has the opportunity of opening a door for you into an even better understanding of who you are and where you want to go. If for some reason this specific topic doesn't apply to you, it may actually apply to someone you know. And sometimes understanding other people's behaviors and where it's coming from 
can actually allow you to offer a bit of compassion for that individual as they go through their own personal journey. So stick around as we explore the idea of worry as a power leak in a deeper way. Now, the topic of worry is really near and dear to me right now because after 30 years of personal exploration and study, I was completely unaware until about eight or nine months ago that worry was having a significant impact on my life, but it was masked in a completely different emotion. I had this anger thing that kept showing up. It would begin as a slow burn and then rear its ugly head in some incredibly irrational behavior. Like I would get really upset at the tiniest of things. All of a sudden I would find myself super angry at a pot lid because it accidentally landed on the kitchen floor and did that slow spin where it seems to get louder and louder the longer it stays in motion. Or I would get upset at a cereal box for not opening or closing quick enough. Sometimes I would overreact to my mate for doing some small thing that I suddenly found incredibly aggravating, even though I understood that she wasn't doing any of that to piss me off. So to set the stage a bit more, my life is pretty amazing. I live in a beautiful place, in a beautiful home. I love my mate, and my mate loves me. We have five four-legged companions that are an endless source of entertainment. I enjoy my work, and there are tons of options for play. I'm in good health, and I feel good nearly all day, every day. Yet there would sometimes be this anger simmering in the background that would explode onto the surface at the oddest of times. I finally had my fill of this reaction because it was in direct conflict with how I wanted to be in the world. It didn't match who I saw myself to be. So I started to dig in. What I discovered underneath that anger was the emotion of worry. Now, a lot of the tendencies we have, whether it is worry or people-pleasing or controlling others or holding grudges or negative self-talk, all of these behaviors are stemming from some place and often they get masked by other emotions. So stick with me here because it may seem a little messy as we begin, but it will get clearer the more we go over different topics in the coming weeks. You're going to get clear on what to look for so that you get crystal clear on how to plug your power leaks. Every last one of them. So as I looked at the irrationality of my behavior and how angry I was over insignificant things, I peeled back the layers and just allowed myself to look at what it was that was playing in the background. And what I could see plainly was worry, specifically money worry. Now, there wasn't actually anything to be worried about, but something was happening in my life that was reminding me of a time where worry was an absolutely legitimate response to the situation I was in. 
Now, let me give you a bit more background. I grew up in a house of money worry. My dad would make lots of money and then he would either spend it or lose it, often on an investment that seemed sound to him, but not to anybody else. Then my mom would be left holding the bag. Well, the empty bag, if truth be told. There she would be at home with kids, never knowing what was going to happen next, as my dad would go off on his various adventures, whether that was work or the things he did to distract himself from raising a family. And my mom would be at home, panicked, worried about the bill collectors, worried about how she was going to make ends meet, worried whether my dad was actually going to come home that night. And all those feelings went right into me. Because we're not discerning in those early years. We simply take in that information from our parents or our caregivers in a very significant way. And it gets into our identity. It gets into our monkey mind, the egoic survival mind. This is the part of our mind that likes things to feel familiar because it is operating from the premise that familiar equals safe. After all, its primary responsibility, its primary function, when we were still dragging our knuckles along the ground, avoiding scary things, was to keep us safe. Now, the majority of the information we have in this survival brain, our limbic system or our egoic brain, is not actually based on truth. It is based on the emotion that that experience created in us. So when we encounter another experience that feels like what that first experience felt like, it gets all tangled up together. And for some reason, my worry and my anger got tangled up in my brain. Now, we're not going to go into a whole lot of detail about unraveling beliefs in this episode. What I want you to see here is that you may have started this show saying, I don't worry about anything. But in reality, if you take some time to sit with this idea, you may actually find that there is something underlying that is causing you to worry about your kids, your health, your personal well-being, your relationships, maybe even the world at large. So there's going to be some value to sticking with us here and exploring some stuff together. For me, something magical happened in making that connection that my irrational anger or my overreaction to tiny things going wrong was actually masking my worry. At that point, I found it quite easy to let go of my worry, but that was on the heels of having already done a whole bunch of personal development work where I'd gained the tools to do so. Now that will happen to you too, the more you go through the process I'm going to share. So whatever your power leaks are, they are draining you of your authentic power. When you learn to plug them, it will increase the volume of your intuition. And that's where the magic happens. So let me walk you through my worry power leak in more detail. I noticed I was angry and I also made the connection that my anger was connected to my worry. 
you might just know you're worried right off the bat. Either way, the recognition is setting us up for a big win. Just the act of noticing that you're worried is super significant because until now, all you've done is engaged the worry energy and got stuck there. And it could have ruined all kinds of things for you. At the very least, it may have ruined your day, but it may have also affected your relationships, your health, and your entire worldview. All right, so the idea that you have now noticed that you're worried means you're well on your way to plugging your power leak. But to seal the deal, you need to start asking some questions. And here's two I've learned to ask myself. What am I worried about exactly? Is my worry based on something real or is it just a habit of thinking? It's just a go-to emotion. If it's just a habit of thinking and only you can decide if this is the case, if it's only a habit of thinking, you can deliberately choose a different emotion. Now, I use either thankfulness or forgiveness as a quick way to switch emotions. Sometimes I am forgiving myself and sometimes I forgive those who taught me the things I'm now trying to unlearn. There is no benefit to holding a grudge on myself or others. Forgiveness frees me up to get on with my life. And thankfulness, well, the more you do this, the easier it becomes. And even if all you're thankful for is the fact that you're breathing, well, my goodness, you're breathing. That means that your nose is working, your lungs are working, your mouth is working, your circulatory system is working, your heart is pumping, your mind is getting oxygen and you're able to think and dream. I could go on, but you get my drift, yes? Even just having your breath to be thankful for can have you listing off all kinds of good things in your life. All right, I trust that was a helpful little tangent. Now, let's get back to the matter at hand. If I'm worried about something and what I'm worried about is real, then I ask myself this question. What is it I can do to solve the problem? And then I do that thing. What you're doing by this action of actually asking questions is you're moving yourself energetically from the high beta brain waves of your survival brain, your egoic brain, and moving yourself deliberately into your neocortex. Now this may seem like a really, really simple idea, but what you've been doing in this process is you're moving yourself into a part of your brain where a solution could be available to you. All right, let's just stick with this idea of financial worry or money worry because I'm familiar with it and I suspect quite a, few, quite a few of you can probably identify as well. Now, I'm worried about something that is real. I haven't made this up. Now, what can I do about it? Well, you ask more questions. 
they will likely be specific to your situation, but here's some to get you going. Do I need to find out more information? And can I do that online or do I need to speak with someone in person? Look, there are people worried over their credit card debt, but they won't take the time to actually look at their statements. They won't reconcile their records to see if they're being charged for things they didn't buy or still paying for things they thought they'd canceled or returned. Or maybe the interest rate is higher than they had negotiated and there's a less expensive option open to them. Some people keep running out of money, not because they're not making enough, but because they don't understand what their expenses are. So there's no sense of connection between money coming in and money going out. These types of behaviors are called self-sabotage. Regardless of their title, this is the ego's way of keeping us in the familiar feeling. And it's a crappy feeling to grow accustomed to. All I'm saying is that if you don't stop and interrupt the behavior of worry with an attempt at challenging whether there is merit to the feeling, you will just get stuck in the cycle of worry for the rest of your life. Whether you're worried about your kids thriving at school or getting a job when they're out, if you're worried about finding a mate or leaving a mate, or if you're worried about your retirement and whether you're going to have enough money to survive, even if you're worried about what's going on in the world and it all seems to be overwhelming and pushing down on you, Asking yourself if you can solve the issue and then do something about it so you're back in the driver's seat instead of flying off the handle. All right, now you've interrupted the worry with your attention and with some questions, but what if the cause of this emotion still exists? Now, this is the most exciting step for me And it can be a really hard one to hear because it sounds a bit ludicrous. But the next step is letting go. Now remember, you're letting go only after exhausting what it is you could do by your action. So if there's nothing left for you to do, then what is the point of staying in the loop of your worry? It's a legitimate question. Because if you've done everything you can, there's nothing else you can do. The next logical step is to let go. But how do you let go? Well, this is going to take some practice and some discipline. But the more you do it, the more you're going to realize how much power there is in learning this move. You see, when you worry, you're in the most ineffective part of your brain, your egoic brain, your survival brain, your panic brain. There are absolutely no solutions in that part of your brain. When you start to ask questions, you move into your thinking brain where you can either come up with a solution yourself or you can ask somebody else to help you find the answer. But when those two things are exhausted, letting go is all that is left. But doing so means you can move into your heart. Now, 
As I've laid it out, it feels like moving into your heart is the last resort. But what's going to happen the longer you stick with me and the more we work through all of the power leaks is that moving into your heart is eventually going to be your go-to move. Now, if the idea of letting go is a bit terrifying to you right now, just ask yourself, what is the value to me holding on to it? Now, that too is an interesting question because we can get addicted to feeling shitty. It may be so familiar for us to be overwhelmed by our situation or taken over by an emotion that it's just comfortable in the most uncomfortable of ways. But that's not how your egoic brain thinks. Your egoic brain just knows this feeling is familiar. It goes like this. This is a situation where you should feel worried. This is a similar situation to that situation. So you should feel worried. And you just go along for the ride. Until now, that is. You now know more than you did before you came into this show, which means with practice, you're going to learn to be in the driver's seat and eventually you are going to be able to skip over the questioning period entirely and you're just going to go straight into your heart and into your intuition. It's where your, your intuition thrives. Your intuition is what connects you to an information source that is literally infinite. And from there you have access to solutions that no amount of thinking or conniving could have offered you. So how do you let go? Well, letting go can be as simple as allowing yourself to be distracted by another action, like playing with your pets or your kids or going for a walk. Whether it's by yourself or in the company of someone you love, it could mean learning to meditate. It could be as simple as counting to a thousand. It's what calms you down and stops your heart from racing. Remember what I said about thankfulness and forgiveness? <laughs> yeah, that works really, really well here too. There is a tremendous amount of power in allowing yourself to be distracted with an activity that disturbs your habit of worry or any other power leak you discover along the way. Now, in all honesty, this is going to take some practice and you're going to have to give yourself a little bit of space to be able to kind of toggle back and forth on getting stuck in your worry and then finding a way to release it. But the payoff is big here because the more you do this work, the more you will instinctively move into the peace of mind that comes from not having this cycle of low energy emotion playing in the background. And now for the big finale. What if you let go and shit hits the fan? Bills are due and you can't pay them. The relationship tanks. The kids get hurt. A loved one dies. You lose your job. Someone does actually foreclose on your home. What then? I know this is going to sound crazy, but I'm speaking from my own experience. My financial life blew up. My relationship ended. My financial opportunities disappeared. I was all alone. 
and I was a thousand miles from home. The things that I feared would happen, that I worried would happen, actually happened. And you know what happened next? I survived. I survived. Somehow, I made it through. And from there, I got to walk straight into what the universe really wanted to offer me. And that was a life a thousand times better than what I was holding on to tooth and nail. And you will only understand what this feels like if you find a way to embrace this idea and give it a shot consistently over time until the evidence continues to mount. And soon enough, walking into your heart will be something you do deliberately. Now, if the thought of letting go scares you, and I can appreciate that for some of you, it is an overwhelming idea. Even if all you do is stick with noticing your worry and interrupting the frenetic energy with some questions or calming activities, you are going to, at the very least, move yourself energetically to partially plugging your power leaks. You are still moving yourself into the part of your mind where you can create some semblance of peace of mind because you have the tools to either find a solution or move from the higher beta brainwaves of worry into some peaceful habits. All right, that was some foundational tools to help you understand where we're going with this podcast. This is real practical solutions to get you back into your authentic power and have you hearing your intuition so that you can more easily remember who you came to be, what you're connected to, and what your gifts are. And oh boy, honey, you got gifts. So this is the work we're doing here. We're getting at our power leaks and we're finding our way back to ourselves. Well, all you beautiful beings, that's it for this show. Remember, you came into this world on purpose and with an intention. And part of that means you've got to do some work. And the work is unlearning your unhelpful, inaccurate habits, behaviors, and beliefs. We are meant to be queens. We are meant to stand in our authentic power and offer that knowledge, love, and majesty to others. So they are inspired to stand in their authentic power as well. I hope you enjoyed the show. I've loved every minute of it, and I hope to see you back here next week. Be sure to listen to the outro to find out where to get the free resources I mentioned at the top of the show, or just scroll down to the show notes for the links. I love that you're here, and I love that you're doing this work. Be proud of yourself. See you next time. Well, I hope this show rocked your world a little bit. <laughs> if you're ready to take this learning to a whole new level, pop over to lanesmithbrown.com and sign up for our weekly Wild Wonderings email and check out the coaching options as well. 
Oh, and if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast, will you? It's how we get these tools into the world and change the world for the better. Ta for now.